Shalom, everyone. Um, okay, so we're going to come into a theme that uh, is a little bit surprising. It's not really connected to anything, not to the time of year, not to the, I don't know, to the season, to world events. It's really uh, almost by chance. We moved to a new house and I'm uh, collecting plants. You see, uh, you can't see, but there's plants all, all around the house. And um, I I walked past a plant shop and I was very excited and I bought uh, a tree, which is crazy because we don't have room for a tree in this house. But uh, I, I was... I wasn't thinking straight, so I, I bought a tree, and um, when I got home, first of all, my my wife reminded me that we don't have <laughs> we don't have room for a tree in this place. But also, I started looking at the tree. It's a plum tree, and it happens to be uh, two plum trees grafted onto something else, onto a different root. And uh, it's actually two different kinds of plums. There's purple plums and yellow plums or something like that, grafted onto something else. I'm, I'm not sure what that something else is. And that got me into um, exploring the world of grafting in halacha, in Jewish thought. Um, it's taken me on a little bit of a journey, which I want to share here. Uh, also, convinced me uh, to get rid of that tree, <laughs> but I'll, I'll talk about that in a minute. Um, so let me introduce you to, to the issue. Okay. Uh, the issue is that grafting one tree onto another, it seems to be forbidden from the Torah. Um, there's a verse in the book of Vaikra that says, it has like a whole list of, of different uh, mixtures which are forbidden. It says, you shall not let your cattle mate with a different kind. So you shouldn't have two animals um, uh, mixing. Uh, you shall not sow your field with two kinds of seed. Right, So you don't plant two kinds of seeds together in a field. Um, and you shouldn't wear clothing from a mixture of two kinds of material. Okay, and all of those things are kind of worked out by later generations of rabbis. There's actually six different kinds of forbidden mixtures. Um, and among them, even though it's not explicit in the Torah, among them is mixing of trees. Okay, and I'll jump straight ahead to the Rambam, who just writes it really clearly, as usual. And he says like this, Hamalkiv ilan be'ilan, one who grafts one tree onto another tree, for example, an apple onto an etrog, or an etrog onto an apple. This person should receive lashes for transgressing a Torah law, <coughs> whether in the land of Israel or outside. Okay, and it goes into details there, but it seems that when the Torah said don't mix different kinds of seeds, it also includes in that grafting different trees together. Okay, now interesting, the 
example he gave was an apple and an etrog. So two completely different kinds of trees, right? The apple family and the citrus family. I should be more specific. Yeah, something like that. I have to be specific here with uh, species, genus, and family, but uh, I, I think that was right. right. There's two different families, and they said that kind of grafting of one kind onto another is forbidden. Um, and it seems that actually grafting something in the same species, right? So an apple, one kind of apple to a different kind of apple, uh, that's okay. Okay. Uh, got me thinking about my plum tree. Okay. I did a bit of research. It's very hard to find because plums are usually grafted onto plum trees, but sometimes not. Sometimes they're grafted onto almonds. So I don't know. I don't know. Um, why? What's wrong with this? Okay. So the Torah doesn't usually give uh, explanations for its laws. And the whole field of, uh, uh, mitzvot, right? The the taste, the reason for a mitzvah. It's uh, some people like it, some people don't. I don't know um, what kind of personality you have, but uh, I think I, I I don't usually like the to to be so sure about the reason for a mitzvah. Okay, I like looking at what other people have said but I'm never sure about myself. Okay? And we have, I'm just giving one example, but this is quite a common one, Sefer HaChinuch, which was written by some anonymous Spanish rabbi. Um, he says the reason for this commandment is that God created the world in a certain way. Okay, and he, Everything is was made um, by species, right? The God divides um, uh, earth from water and uh, makes trees grow, and it says "leminehim," right, according to species, and then the grass grows according to species, and God sees everything and He says, "This is good," okay, and. Uh, that this is good means that it should stay that way. <laughs> okay? And uh, the, the reason that f- mixing different kinds of things uh, together is, is forbidden is that that's kind of disrespecting God uh, and God's creation. Okay? Let's take that at face value for now. We'll question that in a minute. I just want to show you a few like interesting and serious uh, details about about this issue of grafting trees, right? Maybe, maybe you'll understand why it seems to be like a really interesting field field to to explore. Okay, um, okay. So I'm just looking at the laws of of grafted trees. In, uh, in Mishneh Torah, okay, so looking at Rambam's uh, uh, description of them. And among the different laws, it says it's forbidden to not only to graft, but also to have grafted uh, um, produce 
and also to keep it alive. Right? Even to water a grafted tree is, is problematic, according to the Rambam. And I'll just say there's like different opinions out there, but I take Rambam because he's like the most um, complete and the most extreme. So he's interesting. Um, so he says, even keeping these trees alive is forbidden. Yeah? You have to uproot the tree. You have to get rid of it. And it's interesting because otherwise it's forbidden to destroy a fruit tree. Okay, fruit trees uh, are considered uh, special in Jewish law. And destroying a fruit tree is forbidden, except for this. Except for a grafted fruit tree that you have to destroy. Okay? And it even says a Jew is forbidden to ask a non-Jew to graft mixed trees. Uh, so to graft trees together for, for, for them. Okay, so here it is we, we come into the realm of uh, laws which are not just even for Jews. It's a Jewish law which is not only for Jews. Now you might know uh, other examples of this, right? There's a there's a tradition in, in Jewish law that whatever there's at least six hundred and thirteen categories of laws for the Jewish people, and there's also seven other laws for the descendants of Noach, Bnei Noach. Yeah, those are called the Noahide laws in English, and there's all these like, these seven very serious laws, which are um, uh, uh, let me try and remember them. It's like the three most serious laws in Judaism, which is the prohibition against idol worship, um, the prohibition against murder, and the prohibition against incest. Okay, so those three are considered forbidden also for non-Jews. And Alphabet Gimel Dalet. Ever Minachai is uh, eating the flesh of a living animal. Right? Eating part of an animal while the animal is still alive is seen as, as so cruel, it's just forbidden for all of humanity. Um, the, se- the, the next is um, blasphemy. It's like cursing God. Um, and the next is robbery. Okay, so stealing is also forbidden for all of humanity. And there's one positive one. Uh, you have to establish courts of justice. Right? There has to be a, a, a legal system. Okay? And that's a requirement for all of humanity. So that's a list of seven in, in the Talmud. But in the Talmud, there's another opinion, the opinion of Rabbi Eliezer, sorry, of Rabbi Elazar. Rabbi Elazar says there's, an, there's one more commandment. Okay? The descendants of Noah are also prohibited uh, to graft fruit trees together. Right? So that's the eighth commandment uh, for all of humanity. And uh, and that's brought down in the, in the halachic codes. Okay? So again, Rambam says this is, this is correct. Non-Jews 
are forbidden to uh, crossbreed animals and then forbidden to, to um, graft different kinds of trees together. Right? So all of humanity uh, is forbidden with this. Now, I, I've done a bit of reading about this. I've done a bit of reading and listening to different uh, rabbis. Um, I put together in the source sheet that's attached to this uh, shield, I put a link to, I think, uh, a very comprehensive guide to what kinds of trees are, are okay and which, I, which are not. I still don't have a good answer about my plum tree, but I'm going to, get, I'm going to give it away. That's, that's my answer. Um, but I felt that all the rabbinical literature I was reading didn't really know anything about gardening. I didn't really know, like, the rabbis who were writing this, I'm talking about contemporary rabbis, right? They, they, they said some things which sounded wrong, and they said things which sounded like they were quoting books of halakha and didn't have experience, Okay, which is fine. Okay, also I, I don't have lots of experience with uh, trees, but I I decided to look at gardening guides. I've been reading uh, gardening manuals um, and tree keeping manuals, and watching YouTube videos. And I put also in the source sheet some. I don't know. I found it very cool. These uh, tree keeping um, uh, YouTube videos, um, and what I understood from from these is that the best way to graft a tree to another tree is to use the same kind and not mix them, okay? So they say, like, apple trees should be put onto the roots of an apple tree and uh, uh, plums with plums and and so on. That's the best way to do it. And if you mix different families, it just won't work. Okay, so that's that's interesting. It's like... um, it's not that the Torah is, is forbidding, forbidding something which is amazing and everyone should be doing. It's forbidding something which doesn't really fit into that natural system so much, okay? Except for some borderline cases, okay? So there's like, um, within the same genus, yeah, you could have different kinds of uh, uh, species which do work together and which would be okay from a grafting point of view, but not okay from a halachic point of view. And that's that seems to be the problem. Okay, I'm still not sure why. But I, I learned also something really interesting. I read uh, the Minnesota University Guide to Grafting and Budding Fruit Trees. It's a fascinating book. And it says this, listen to this. The seed from a Harrelson apple will produce an apple tree, but it will not produce a Harrelson apple tree. Likewise, the seed from a honeygold apple will not produce a honeygold apple tree. In other words, fruit trees cannot be reproduced true to the original cultivar from seed. They can only really be reprodu- reproduced by grafting. Yeah, so like grafting is a very strong uh, power. It's the only way to get a tree to continue to be itself. So there's something kind of amazing about that. 
Um, like even planting a seed, there's variations between the parent tree and the tree that will grow from the seed of the fruit. But grafting keeps it correct, keeps it exact. Yeah? And uh, I don't know. I don't know if this is true. I haven't tried it. Um, but that sounded amazing to me, right? So the reason for grafting is to is like to use the stability of the trunk, uh, or maybe all sorts of other qualities of the of the root. Um, but the thing which grows from it stays. It. I don't know. That opens all sorts of questions for me. Okay, um, and as always, when I get into these issues, I start thinking, "Wow, this is like." Trees are amazing. <laughs> ah, how do trees know how to work? And how how is it? You just literally you, you cut open a tree and stick another branch into it, you wrap it with tape, and a few months later they become one tree. And a a year later you get fruit from that tree. And that fruit you can use the seeds and you can plant them. That's amazing. Right? Um so I'm very thankful to this halachic topic to allow me to to reappreciate uh, the world or God's creation, right? And that's I always think that's the point of halacha is to is to look at the world and appreciate it. And we have all sorts of brachot, all sorts of blessings, which basically remind us to reappreciate the world. Right when we eat all sorts of food, we say "Shekol Niabdvaro." Blessed are you, God, uh, who made everything, who created everything, or creates everything. Depends how you pronounce it. Um, according to 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 the way you wanted it. Right. Um, when we get to all sorts of special occasions, we say, Thank you, God, for bringing us to this season, to, to keeping us alive, to, to be able to appreciate this. And we say that when we eat a fruit that we haven't eaten for a long time. Right? Also, appreciating that, the natural world. May the, may the best is uh, um, once a year, when you see trees blossoming, when you see fruit trees blossoming, that's that's meant to give such a sense of wonder that there's a special blessing for it. You say, blessed are you, God, that nothing is missing from your world. And you've, uh, you've created amazing creatures and amazing trees for people to enjoy. Okay, so the the way that trees work is meant to astound you to the point that you ap- just appreciate God's world better. Right? So there's something I don't I don't know how to put all this together exactly, but there's something about the way that nature works um, that that gives you a sense of, of where God is in the world, and you don't want to mess that up too much. Okay? That's 
that's, I'd say, the, the religious reading, right? The from way of reading the, the, all of these laws. I want to question it a little bit, okay? Because, right, all sorts of things are, are meant to be distinct, right? We have all sorts of distinctions between meat and milk and uh, um, Shabbat and the rest of the week and holy and profane. And, and like, there's lots of distinctions and it makes sense that there's also, um, you don't mix all sorts of other things like uh, seeds and grafting and so Great. But what about places where you do mix things? Okay, I'll give you an example. Um, uh, the Tower of Babel. Okay, there was there we have a story at the beginning of Genesis of uh, everyone was speaking the same language and doing uh, the the same thing. Okay. Um, and God, God says, no, 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 no. Actually, I want everyone to speak different languages because it's better that way. It's better when there's lots of difference. Okay? Maybe that's not convincing enough because they, they stay separate. But um, let's give another example. Marriage. Maybe what happens with marriage? Two different people come together. It's great. Um, but we could imagine a system where you could only marry within one family or within one tribe or within one caste, right? There's different, there's cultures who do have that. And in Judaism, you don't have that. And that's not obvious. So the fact that priests can marry non-priests and uh, the tribe of Judah can marry someone from the tribe of Benjamin and da-da-da-da-da, all the tribes can mix with each other. That And that's seen as a good thing. That's... Uh, that's not obvious, okay? And one last example I think is most convincing is the idea of conversion. Okay, someone not Jewish can become Jewish, right? And that's seen as a, like, we don't have missionaries, but it's seen as a great thing for the Jewish people when someone joins. And uh, I'll even say this, right? Abraham, Abraham is blessed um, he says, like, uh, maybe all the families of the of the earth should be blessed through you. Yeah? And one of the commentators says that word blessing, nivrechu, comes from the root mavrich, which means grafting. And God says to Abraham that the other families of the world will mix with his, will be grafted onto to his family. Right, so this idea of conversion or, or people coming into the Jewish people, uh, that's grafting and that's great. Okay, so what? It's not necessarily a terrible thing to uh, to have grafting. Now, let's let's do one last thing, one last text, which will mix everything up, and uh, I don't know what to do with it, but I, I love it. Right. Um, Rabbi Yaakov Emden was asked, he's from uh, the 18th century Germany, look it up. He's asked about, can you say the blessing of Sheikh Yano, of, of reaching a good time, um, that you say on, on new fruit? Can you say that on the fruit of a grafted tree? Okay, I, I didn't say before 
that the fruit of a grafted tree is permitted. Just the act of grafting is forbidden. But the fruit that falls from that tree is permitted to eat. It's kosher. Okay? But he's asked whether, um, whether you can actually say an extra blessing on it. Can you say the, the blessing of Sheikh Yano? And uh, there's an opinion that you can't say it. Okay? And Yaakov Emden says, of course you can say a blessing on it. Why not? It's just a, it's a great thing, right? And we say blessings on all sorts of uh, problematic things, right? If you see a beautiful person, there's a blessing to say on, on beautiful people. Maybe I'll devote another shiro to that. There's a blessing for beautiful people. And we say this beautiful, this blessing for beautiful people, even if they're an idol worshiper, even if they're uh, like bastard, if they're an illegitimate uh, child of uh, illegitimate union, you still give thanks to, to God for creating them. So is a grafted fruit more natural than that? Okay. And then he says something amazing. He says, and its existence is not against the divine will at all. On the contrary, it's even necessary for the world and its continuation. Since it was created by God's will, and nothing can exist except by God's will. Okay, it's an amazing thing. Everything that exists in the world is what God wants. That's an amazing perspective to have. Everything that exists is what God wants. If there's grafted fruit in the world, God wants there to be grafted fruit in the world. And it doesn't matter that there's a mitzvah, there's a commandment not to graft trees. Okay, that's for another reason. Okay, he says that the action was forbidden to some people. But divine providence has many agents and tools who do God's will. Uh, uh, Read this text if you have time. Okay, I won't go into all of it. But he says at the end, he says, there are many things like this, which in themselves are absolutely necessary, but doing them is forbidden due to humanity being unprepared. Study this and you will find that it is true. Yes, you have it. This amazing thing. Grafted trees are what God wants. For some reason, he tells the Jewish people, and maybe more than the Jewish people, he says, don't do it. But the fact that people do it anyway, leads to what God wants being done. Yeah, there's a real, there's a mystery there. There's a mystery there, it's amazing. Um, and I think I'll, I'll finish with that. Um, uh, that's just an example of like taking one question from a, from an event that happens, using the Jewish sources to bounce off and rethink the relationship to the world. And yeah, that's the kind of stuff that I like to do. Let me know what you thought of all of that. <laughs>